Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Welcome back, Hot Mamas. It's Tilly Storm here, and today I am getting so real with you, girl. I hope you are ready for this heat because I am about to lay it on, and it is about to get steamy up in here. Today we are talking about the staggering cost of not prioritizing your pleasure and the cost of you remaining in an unfulfilling sex life and relationship. So if you didn't know already, by the time I was 33 years old, I had been divorced twice. And when it happened the second time, I had so much shame around it. Like, oh my God, I'd been to Tantra school. I'd been through sex, love, relationship coaching training. I had never been through trauma integration, but I had done all of this other stuff already. And I just couldn't figure out like, why in the world can I not figure out how to make it work? You know, like quote unquote work, right? But like everybody else seemed to be making their relationships work. And I had all these tools and practices and all of this shit available to me. And like, I couldn't fucking make it work. Well, turns out it's, you know, after two and a half years of reflection, and really being able to get a handle on what happened. It's not that I didn't know how to make it work. It's just that I had way less of a tolerance for sweeping shit under the rug than most people have. And I had absolutely no room in my life for a don't ask, don't tell type of relationship. And I did not have room in my life for a relationship where trauma bonds continued So my last partner and I were totally trauma bonding over, you know, our inner child wounding and issues um, where, you know, he wasn't willing to work on his own shit, which I realized later on that, you know, well, it wasn't my fault what happened when I'm not going to go into details about that. But, you know, like I had my own things that created the relationship in the first place. Like I had totally overrid my boundaries in the very beginning. Um, I had standards, I had things that I wanted him to do and, you know, before we ever got married and he actually didn't do them and I still said yes anyway. So that's like me owning my part in it. But, you know, it just took a long time to figure out like, okay, (laughs) what is my part in this? How did I create this? How can I change this and cut the patterns that created relationships like that in the first place and actually have a fulfilling relationship? Because the thing is, is that I've been in a relationship where I had great sex and the relationship not so great. And I've been in a relationship where the relationship was really great, but the sex was not so great. And this is what I find to be true for many, many women. Okay. Uh, What I've discovered after talking with probably nearly a thousand women now is that when you get real with yourself, most of you are very unsatisfied with your sex life and or your relationship. And you absolutely do not prioritize your pleasure because of your conditioning. And very few women actually have epic, amazing sex and orgasms and get the intimacy and the connection that they deeply crave in partnership. So if that is you and you are getting both, 
props to you, sweetheart. Like, that's amazing. Don't let that man go or that woman go. (laughs) But almost all of the time, what I see is that one of you, like you either have one or the other, you either have the epic sex or the epic relationship, but it's really that couples have both. So what I want to talk with you about today is how much is it really going to cost you physically, financially, and emotionally if you keep doing what you have been doing and choosing to continue sweeping your sex issues, your relationship issues, your issues around you prioritizing your pleasure and having boundaries. If you keep sweeping those under the rug, what is going to happen? And if you keep not taking a stand for your life to have an epic sex life and relationship to have something better and investing in support around this. So if you are not going to take a stand for yourself around this, well, guess what? I am. So here we go. How do you know if you are in a don't ask, don't tell relationship? Or how do you know if you're just sweeping things under the rug? Or how do you know you have room to grow and room to improve on? And why does it even fucking matter? Well, I'm going to tell you why it matters physically, financially, and emotionally in a minute. But I want you to hear the 15 signs that you have shit to work on. Okay. And I want you to take stock of how many of these are you. Number one, you hardly ever have sex with your partner in your opinion. Okay. There is no right amount of time that like no right amount of frequency that you should be having sex. Uh, it's just how much do you feel that you need to be satisfied in your relationship? And if you're happy with it, then cool. But if in your opinion, you're having less sex than you want, or you're having less, less sex than when you first met and that bothers you, then that's a problem. Number two, You depend on your partner or a partner to get all of your sexual needs met. In other words, like you can't reach peak pleasure or have an orgasm without a partner, or you can't have an orgasm or reach peak pleasure with a partner and you can only do it yourself. So those are two very common issues that I come across with women is that they're, they either need a partner or they can't have one with a partner. That's an issue. Number three, you have pain during sex and you totally disregard it and you say yes to sex even when it hurts just because you think it's your duty, you think it's your responsibility, you think that, oh my God, like it's just my role as a good wife to like put out and and even though it might hurt, I'm just going to suck it up anyway just to keep them around and you go to bed at night and you secretly fear that he's going to leave you anyway. Mm. that's a tough one, but I hear it all the time. Is that you? (laughs) Do you secretly fear that the pain that you feel during sex and the lack of support and help that you're willing to get because of it? Do you fear that your partner is going to leave you anyway? Most of the women that I talk to that experience pain in their vaginas or pain during sex, that's what their biggest fear is. I know because I've talked to you. All right, number four, you hardly ever think about sex or pleasure because there's so much more important stuff to do. You know, like every mom on the planet could relate to this one, right? Uh, There is important stuff to do, but the fact that you're not thinking about it, that's a problem because all women are born completely multi-orgasmic, completely lustful and desirous. And if you don't have that natural 
sexual essence of like desire and lust for life to be fully alive and vibrant and like to experience all of the pleasure that your body is capable of feeling on this earth and you just eh, pleasure whatever it's not important that's a problem okay number five you're too tired for sex this is an excuse not a, not a condition okay being too tired for sex is an excuse uh, most women will say that, you know, they will use the excuses like, oh, you know, I just, I can't right now because I have other important things to do. Or they'll use the kids as an excuse or, uh, their business, working on their business as an excuse. And, you know, they're just too tired. Bull fucking shit. Bullshit. I can't fucking stand that excuse. You are not too tired for sex. You just don't make it a priority. So stop with that. Stop with it. I swear to God, if there's one thing I could keep women from saying, it would be, I'm just too tired for sex. Okay. Well, sometimes, yes, that might be true. You are too tired. But if it's a chronic response to a sexual advance, you are bullshitting yourself. It's not a priority for you. And it's okay if it's not a priority for you. We can fix that. But stop saying you're too tired for it chronically because that's not the issue. The issue is that you're not prioritizing it and we can work with that. Okay. Number six, when you do have sex, you really have an orgasm. Or worse, you are like the 26% of women that fake an orgasm every single time that you have sex. Wow. Take that in for just a minute. (laughs) It it took me a little while to let that one sink in. Um, Yeah, I actually found this out uh, just yesterday. That 26% of women fake an orgasm every single time they have sex. That is a problem a big problem and again we can fix that number seven you don't know what you want and you like and you don't ask for it so you don't ever get it and then you end up resentful and you end up you know becoming really bitter and becoming a crazy cat lady because you have no fucking idea what you want and you've just given up on attracting a partner in the first place or having fulfilling sex in the first place because your partner is doing all these things that you actually don't like but you've never actually freaking told him or her oh okay number eight you aren't sure if you've ever had an orgasm or you've only had clitoral orgasms now let's talk about that Some women will have clitoral orgasms and they're completely happy with their clitoral orgasms. But that is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the amount of orgasmic experiences you could be having. Uh, You have literally just touched the surface of the pleasure that is available to your body as a woman if you only have clitoral orgasms. And if you're okay with that, well, I mean, I really don't understand why you listen to my podcast because (laughs) my podcast is about, you know, having all of it, removing all the blocks to pleasure and turn on and breaking that taboos around sex and motherhood so that you can experience exquisite pleasure that is available to your freaking body. So if you are fine with your clitoral orgasms and that's all you want, whatever you, you, you don't, I do, I do not relate to you. How about that? Because I am here to experience all the fucking pleasure. Yes, please. I will have it all. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. Number nine, You don't allow yourself to rest, to actually drop in to the moment, be present. You don't allow yourself to like 
be right here right now with your partner or your kids. Um, You can't let yourself enjoy the emotional pleasures of life or the physical pleasures of life because deep down you believe that your value and worth as a woman is dependent on how much you can do and how much you can accomplish. So you go get all the degrees, you go get all the certifications, and yet you're still not making any money. doing the things that you've already been certified and degreed for. Um, You are not getting the pleasure that you want from life physically uh, and because you don't feel that you're worthy of it and you are not getting the intimacy and the connection you crave because you don't feel worthy of that either. Okay, that's a problem too, obviously. Okay, number 10, you don't know how to let go of control and receive and you just can't surrender. I mean, my goodness, the amount of women that ask me all the time, like, I don't know how to surrender. I don't know how to let go of control because you're a freaking control freak. Okay. Uh, That's a problem. Like being able to have, I mean, maybe it's not in your daily life, but at least sexually, it's a problem to be a control freak. You can't be a control freak and have amazing sex. Sorry, don't work like that. (laughs) So if you want amazing sex and orgasms, you got to learn how to let that shit go. Okay. Number 11, you feel like a burden or an inconvenience when you ask for help. Oh, that's a bad one, but it's so true for many, 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 many women. And this one goes along with number 12, you overgive and you people please and your boundaries often like with your kids, your friends and your family, they fucking suck or you just don't have any, you don't have any boundaries. So you let people walk all over you. You say yes to everyone and it creates a really big disconnection in yourself and lots of resentment and bitterness in your relationships. Okay, number 13. Uh, So many of you are probably not going on a lot of date nights right now because we are still in quarantine. (laughs) But uh, if you're listening to this podcast later on and you're not having date nights or you're not like actually having any fun with your partner and y'all are just like cohabitating together, you're more like roommates than intimate partners, uh, that's a big problem. Uh, so your conversations have generally boiled down to just work and logistics around kids and you hardly are having many meaningful conversations, uh, with your partner anymore. Big intimacy blocks, sweetheart. What is going on? Big problem. Okay. Uh, number 15, no, number 14, (laughs) uh, you avoid vulnerability and intimacy Or you just don't know how to get it because you swear that it is your partner's fault because they won't open up and they are the ones that are shut down. Oh, baby. If that is you, go listen to the previous podcast episode. Uh, Number 15, you engage in a lot of numbing behaviors, like you drink too much alcohol and wine, you're always online shopping, you're binge watching shows, you're smoking too much pot. Um, And you can't remember the last time you've been off of sleeping pills, anti-anxiety pills, or antidepressants. Because you need them just to function in life because you have so much unprocessed pain and trauma that you can't function without these things. Big problem. Big, big, big problem. Okay, now let me ask you, how many of those are you? So if you answered yes to one or more, then your sex life and relationships have room for improvement. And here's the cost of not improving them. Coming from a woman who knows the costs, okay? Um, The first, physically, let's talk about what 
will happen physically or is likely to happen in your physical body if you don't do anything about your inability to prioritize your pleasure and to improve your unfulfilling sex life and relationship. Number one, you could very well end up needing one of your sexual organs removed or getting cancer in one of them, such as your cervix, your uterus, your ovaries, your breast, because of stored trauma and negative conditioning in these areas that you never sought the proper support around to release. Now, some of you listening may have already had removal of organs or you may have even developed cancer. And like there's there there are also a lot of women who have not experienced these things, but if you were to really tune into these organs and to listen to them specifically and to like have a little chat with them, a little powwow with them, they would probably let you know, like, look, honey, if you don't do something about what we're experiencing in this body of mine, then yeah, the, the dis-ease is going to happen. It's going to happen. I knew that if I could not resolve my relationship with my breast, that I would end up with breast cancer. It's just like an intuitive knowing that I had. Uh, so when I started sexuality work, like, I had had kids, you know, I breastfed two babies. My boobs were super, super saggy. I hated them. I hated them. And now, you know, like it's never a hundred percent where you're totally in love with any body part that's super challenging for you. But, you know, like at least 90% of the time, um, I have positive thoughts about the body parts that I struggle with. Uh, so yeah, it's not about like, completely, you know, never experiencing a negative thought towards any of these organs anymore or parts of you. But it is about like improving the the amount of time that you live in the negative thoughts and that you let the negative thoughts run the show. Okay, so if you don't do anything about uh, your unfulfilling sex life relationship and the lack of you prioritizing your pleasure, uh, you could end up needing removal of an organ or end up with cancer. And that is very fucking real. I'm not saying this to scare you all, but I'm saying this because these deeper things are the things that lead to the dis-ease. Okay. Uh, the next thing you will continue to have pain during sex for the rest of your life, uh, because you never went deep enough to heal your sexuality from the inside out. So, um, you also may have so much embodied hopelessness and ever experiencing pleasure again. If you're one of those women that does have, you know, vaginismus, vulvodynia, whatever, um, <clears throat> that you won't even reach out for help or do the things that might actually work because you truly believe that nothing will work for you because you feel so helpless because you have lived so so long with that thing, you cannot even envision what your life might be like without it. So you don't even try. Uh, the next thing, you're, you will build up more trauma layers in your vagina, keeping you guarded, numb, and disconnected during sex because you didn't ever get the support you needed to learn a true full body yes and a full body no because your boundaries have been stepped on. You have allowed your boundaries to be stepped on for many of you so many fucking times that all you're doing is creating more embodied trauma. So every time you override your body and what she's trying to tell you and when you don't listen, you are building up more numbness and more disconnection and creating more embodied trauma than the last time that you did it. And it just creates the snowball effect until eventually you're probably going to end up with some dis-ease, some issue in one of these areas. Um, 
Okay, the next thing, physically, that could happen. And this sounds a little dramatic, but I like being dramatic sometimes. You're going to die never knowing the full extent of your pleasure. (laughs) Okay? You're going to get stuck just having the tip of the iceberg sexual pleasure experience instead of the full thing. And you're never going to know what soul-fulfilling, deep, ecstatic, full-body pleasure and orgasms actually feels like. And oh my God, I cannot imagine living my life knowing intellectually knowing that it's possible to experience an infinite amount of orgasmic states so much pleasure available to you and all you're having is just this tiny 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 little bitty 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 amount oh my god fuck that no 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 i am not a seller i am not selling for that i don't know about you but i'm not selling for that okay the next area let's talk about financially hmm this one i know a lot about You know how much it cost me to get divorced and go through a custody battle? $55,000. So, full disclosure, if you don't do anything about your lack of prioritizing pleasure or dealing with your unfulfilling sex life and relationship, guess what? 50% of you listening to this podcast now are going to end up divorced. And it's going to cost you an average of $15,000 per person, totaling $30,000 from your family unit that you could have spent or saved on your kid's college or investing in one of my programs, which, by the way, are way fucking cheaper than a retainer for a lawyer, to help save your relationship and your sex life in the first place. But no one ever thinks that the 50% that get divorced is going to be them when they actually get married. And then usually by the time they they get to the point of thinking that they need support or help, it's too late. The ship has already sunk. <laughs> okay. So the question is, how do you want to spend the money? If you're super unsatisfied in your relationship or sex life, then it's very likely you're going to end up divorced. So do you want to spend it on a divorce lawyer or do you want to spend it getting the help you need and saving the rest for your freaking kids for the future? Okay. So many of you also are going to end up seeking out methods of healing your sexuality that don't go deep enough to heal them at the core, such as cognitive behavioral therapy, pelvic floor therapy, or marriage counseling. And that is not to say that none of those things help people because they absolutely do help people. And there are many women that I have referred to those things because they're not ready to go to the deep level of healing that I am trained to take them through. I'd rather them go through some of these things in some instances because they need the awareness. They need to be able to be present with themselves before they can do and experience the full benefit of the work with me that I offer. So many of you, however, have done this shit for so long. You've spent so many hours in a therapist's office. You've spent so much energy and money doing these things. And all you're doing is getting more discouraged because it's not working at the level that you would actually like. Okay. Emotionally, Let's talk about that. If you don't do anything about your lack of prioritizing your pleasure and staying in an unfulfilling sex life and relationship, emotionally speaking, well, guess what? One of you is likely to have an affair. 15% of you women that are listening to this podcast are going to end up having an affair or already have had one. And 25% of your male partners have already had one or will have one as well. And you're likely to never know about it. Or you're likely, if you're the one having the affair, you're likely to never tell your partner about it. And what is that going to do to your relationship? Well, it's going to create secrets and further disconnection, obviously. And the only way to heal that is to do some serious deep healing work around the reason that you had to reach out 
and get that sort of attention in the first place. So if your relationship really matters and you want to stay in this relationship, then you have to go deep enough to heal whatever it is that's creating that urge or desire to have an affair in the first place. Okay, number two, the bitterness and the resentment that you carry inside is going to be a silent killer to your intimacy and connection. And you'll never get it at the level you crave because you are hiding your true feelings. You're hiding your true self. You're not showing up vulnerably and authentically in your relationship. You're not speaking your own goddamn truth. Mm, 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 mm. That one pisses me off. You're not speaking your truth. So go find your fucking truth and speak it. <laughs> okay. This is my battle cry for the day. All right, next. Again, this one sounds dramatic, but it's true, okay? Your partner could die. <laughs> they could divorce you. They could leave you. And you will never know how to meet your own sexual needs. So if you're one of those people that, like, totally depends on a partner for your sexual needs to be met, a lot of times, here's what ends up happening. You end up attracting partners that are codependent, narcissistic, or generally not good for you because they are great in bed. And you override your own judgment and thinking because they're so great in the bed. And you just, you know, you're like, well, it's great sex, but I'm not really getting the intimate needs that I want. But you settle for it anyway. And you keep going back to it because the sex is addicting. Oh, I had one of those relationships. Addicting. Addicting. I totally know how it goes. I've been there. Been there, done that, healed that pattern, not having that pattern no more, sweetheart. All right, so you settle for one or the other instead of believing that, you know, having great sex and intimacy can be an and thing, right? Uh, yes, it is possible to meet someone where you can have a fulfilling sex life and be emotionally and intimately uh, fulfilled. But until you do that deep inner work around shifting the patterns, shifting the inner child traumas and woundings that are creating that dynamic in the first place, you're just going to end up with, you know, either having an emotionally unfulfilling relationship with great sex or an emotionally fulfilling relationship with shitty sex for the rest of your life. And number four, you're going to fuck up your kids. <laughs> okay. You're going to pass your patterns to them if you don't heal them yourself. And if you end up divorced, which, you know, you have a 50-50 chance of that happening, well, then you're going to, they're going to suffer even more. So that's just the reality of the situation, y'all. Look, I'm, I'm fucking done sugarcoating this shit. Like, seriously, people just, you know, they think that this isn't an issue. It is an issue. If you've ever been through a divorce, it's an issue. I have been there twice and it ain't going to happen again. I can tell you that. So tell me, what is your physical health, your financial health, you and your kids' emotional health worth it to you? Is it worth burying your head in the sand and pretending like everything is peachy king when it's totally not? Are you one of those couples where, you know, everybody looks on the outside looking at you and they're like, oh, there's such a perfect couple and you're inside just dying. Your, your soul is freaking dying because nothing is right about your relationship and your sex life. That's generally what a lot of people have going on, unfortunately. Or is this worth seeking out proper solutions, proper solutions through embodiment work, deep inner work, resolving childhood traumas and patterns that have landed us in these unhealthy relationships and sex lives in the first place and learning how to manage your nervous system so you can actually get out of your fight, flight, freeze, that your triggers around your partner or sexuality ignite in you to get you out of survival mode so you can finally thrive in your sexuality and relationships. 
if it is worth doing those things to save your sexuality and your relationship so that they can be fulfilling and that you can thrive in these areas, then I want you to head to the multiorgasmicmama.com forward slash sensually dash embodied dash woman. And you can check out my 10 week group coaching program that will take you through the most incredible, epic, profound healing journey. So you finally start prioritizing your pleasure and learning how you can sexually and relationally thrive. The enrollment for the May 2020 round ends on April 29th. And I do not know when I am running this program again. So please don't ask me. Could be a couple of months. It could be a year. It could be never. I don't know. So let's get you thriving hot mama. Head to the multiorgasmicmama.com forward slash sensually dash embodied dash woman and get in your application call before April 29th. And let's get you thriving. Talk to you next week. Bye.